This audio was taken from the Let Her Be Heard live show. Trust. How do we trust that we won't be let down by others, we won't be hurt? I'm Andrea Gullick, and I am with Bob Gibson. And we are here to let her be heard. Okay, this is our first members uh, question or inquiry or sharing, and it's it's such a privilege and such an honour to be able to be here to kind of dive right into this with you, Barb. And some of the things that came through with this sharing was about when when we're a heart-centred person, when we're giving and we really, you know, want to show up for others, how do we avoid being let down and this trust issue? Like how do we trust ourselves enough? How do we trust others? And in, 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 share, in sharing of this from our beautiful, beautiful member, she, she sort of hit on things around childhood and, you know, people in her life that made it hard to trust others and then that played out in primary school and high school with being picked on and that she was ethnic. And so there's a lot of stuff that kind of has bubbled into her life and, and has, has come out in this feeling like people take advantage of her. Mm, yeah. And it's so, I, I really love this topic, Bob, because I think uh, being a notorious people pleaser, I guess, in my life prior, you know, in my old life sort of thing, I really, it, it is, it, it is challenging to kind of try to work out. But if I just care about others, why can't they see that? Why can't they feel that? And that feeling of being let down because it appears that we're being taken advantage of or they don't get us. So that whole trust thing, I really, like, wh- where do you come from on that side of things, Barb? Well, I love what you are just saying, Andrea. We've talked about this many times in our own lives, that trusting, um, and like what you mentioned about yourself, a people pleaser, and really what that is so often is we're trying to be seen and accepted for who we are and that frustration of like, why can't they see me and how they turn around on us and like it feels like we're, they're attacking us and now we're the one in the bad position, you know, and it's just so um frustrating and and hurts our hearts sometimes to not be seen like that. And you and I have talked about this some, Andrea, but, you know, for me, a lot of that, um, it comes back to how you, well, you love yourself and the, you know, the title of our, our show or the let her be heard is like the little girl inside you that wants to be seen. So often the question is, will you see yourself? that that like that is so it isn't it and we say it all the time that it seems so simple but it's not always easy but it does come back to that right it comes back to the amount that it plays out in our life of others seeing us and hearing us is really a reflection of how much we see and hear ourselves and how much acceptance we have around that. Yeah, it can be really frustrating too, though, Andrea, because I remember when that first, you know, when I started getting that about what's going on in my life is a reflection of many times of what I think of myself. And I, I didn't get that. And that was very upsetting to me. Like, what do you mean? Don't you know what? 
they just did to me? Don't you know what they just said? And it was really frustrating. But as I contemplated that and thought about it, it was like, wow, what what is my part in this? And what do I think of me? And, you know, we talk about, we haven't necessarily talked about on our show, but we talk about boundaries and things sometimes of like, we put up defenses and we, we kind of like lower away sometimes instead of what is my line? What will I cross? It, it's connected to, to boundaries in a way. It's connected to um, expectations. There's so much in this question and I just love it. I love the vulnerability of our, of our listener to ask it even. So. Yeah. And, and that, that's a really good point, Bob. I love you brought that up. Like, it is such an honour for us that people trust us enough to come in here and, you know, it's anonymous but still it's being able to put yourself out there to actually say, hey, this is something that I'm still either challenged with or it's just a little confusing to me. And just all the people that are tuning in and, and the comments that are coming through and for our listeners, if you're listening on podcasts, we do go live so we have beautiful members that do pop in and, and, and comment. So thank you for being here with us. And I just want to come back to that boundaries thing, Bob, because I think that, you know, what I'm feeling at the moment and it's something that was such an aha moment for me is that for me on my journey and maybe for other people they might resonate, this whole boundaries thing, you know, you helped me sort of flip that a little. Like I thought boundaries was this, okay, this is this is my safety line and you don't get to cross it. Whereas you flipped it to this is the line and this is what I, I keep in and that's all I'm focused on. So you don't tend to focus on what you want to keep out or anything. It's about, well, what do I want to keep in? What do I want to keep close? Where is the love? Where is the acceptance? Where is the honesty? Where is all of the things that makes me feel the safest? I want to keep that in. And part of that that I began to realise, Barb, was the, the most important boundaries is the ones we have with ourselves, mm-hmm. as in the language that we hear, the stories that we tell ourselves, the feelings that we have. First and foremost, the boundaries of what we allow ourselves to do to us because when we can really encompass ourselves with that love and that trust and that honesty mm-hmm. and that acceptance, like that true acceptance, we, we don't actually have to keep anything out. Yeah. I love this, Andrew, because it's like the infinity, you know, it flows yeah. up like I see in front of my face. But I love that we get to engage with people and people reflect what's going on inside of us. So if someone says something that's upsetting, offending, offensive, whatever, um, and it causes pain, all that it causes pain and whether it's fear, um, anxiety, anger, those to me are all boiled up as fear and big title of fear. And, um, Oh, somebody said, love you, Aunt Barb. Well, that's just so cool. Thank you. I love all of our listeners. Uh, isn't it amazing? It's it's just such a beautiful feeling to know that we are all here to let her be heard. It's amazing. I love it. So going back to that, of when you feel that pain, of whatever it is, like I just described many emotions, 
when you feel that, that's a reflection of whatever was just said to you might not be truth and doesn't align with your soul. And so I'm grateful for those moments of being offended and however I'm offended because it's a reflection of what's going on in your soul. Then you get to look at it and go, what am I going to do about that? Do I agree with it? Do I give that message that was just given to me, however it was given, do I give that power or do I rise up and empower myself to just like, that's not true. Maybe it's, you're going to draw a line, a boundary, kind of a, you're going to set a boundary for yourself of like, I can't interact with this anymore. Or you only get access to me at this level instead of complete access. I'm not going to share my whole heart with you anymore. Maybe we just share surface. And so it's like you, um, you're like your own guard. The let her be heard is the, the her is the little one inside you, the voice inside you of your soul that's saying, this isn't okay with me. And how are you going to protect her? Um, so, and I love that you've gone there because obviously inner, inner child work is, is my jam. Like I, I love holding space for that. Just just for that, uh, the ability to just gain a little bit more awareness around how people's emotions are impacted from their past but not staying there. Like we've talked about this a lot, Bob, that we're here, we're here right now. It's, it's the right here and now. And whether you're 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, having awareness about your emotional triggers and responses is really important. But the decision of how you be and who you are is today's choice so and but that inner child that maybe life wasn't safe and maybe our parents did let us down and maybe our school school mates or classmates or whatever along the journey have created this reassurance that 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 is true that what I felt as a child that I wasn't enough or that they didn't love me or it wasn't safe or that worthiness okay it may have been a message that we picked up as a child and that's that's what happens because that's we're little sponges and it's been reinforced and played out but the path forward is always for me about our choosing to nurture and protect and love and accept her. Yes. It's it's not up to, you know, getting any validation from the people that her, it's it's not about anything exterior to us. Yes. That is just feedback, really. That's mm-hmm. feedback and that's a beautiful opportunity, even if it's uncomfortable, to go, okay, that feedback creates this feeling. I can hear this voice. But how do I love and nurture that part of me that feels insecure and not sure so that they are rock solid in their knowing and integrate that into I am okay with who I am and no one has more power over my truth Mm -hmm. than me. I love that you brought up the looking back and remembering the stories of childhood and the, the stories that we've been told. And it's it's so true. It, it, it might sound harsh, some t- harsh, but it is today. 
And are you going to keep yourself in a cage of believing the stories from the past? Are you going to keep believing that story? And you know the story isn't true or it wouldn't be so upsetting to you. That's the indicator, right? Yes. Like that's the thing. I was just having a conversation with a lady the other day and she felt very okay with that she had made peace with her past, but she was very in it. And I, I and it's and it's hard to it's 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 not hard, but it's like that's a key indicator. That's an key indicator when we have to go back there and we have to express it mm-hmm. that we haven't truly made peace with it just yet, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, but when it brings up, it's frustrating yeah. to look back and think like, why did they treat me like that? Didn't they see me? That's what we're always saying. Wasn't I enough? And mm. the question is. What if it's true that they didn't think you were enough? You have no control over anyone else. We can beg. We can justify. We can do all those things, but we can't make anyone feel a a certain way, just like no one can make us feel a certain way. They can say things. And I think we're really quick at saying, they made me feel like this. And for me, I had to stop and go, wait a minute, they can't make me feel anything. I'm the only one that can make me feel something by allowing whatever happened to take it on that way. And I was talking about this the other day, like, Andrea, you and I can have the same experience. Just take like watching a movie or something. And one of us could cry and the other one's like, that didn't phase me at all. So the reason I gave that example is because Everything that happens, any external circumstance is just something to be observed. Yeah. It's just an observation. And I know that can sound so cold, like, well, what about the fact that my dad treats me like this? Or the teachers, the kids bullied me. I agree. That's not okay. But we get to decide how much we let that define who we are. It's really our identity that we're talking about here. Is my identity wrapped up in what they say? And I'm not saying it's easy, but it's really simple. And when you just take little steps, and maybe it's not trying to conquer the big thing in your life, but where is the little thing that you feel offended by something? Is it the way the cashier looks at you in the store? Is it the road rage that you experience? Where are the little things that you can go, whoa, wait a minute. I got to choose how I responded to that. And when you start taking the little steps, when the thing that seems really big to you, that thing can get easier to. um, Rebound from, right? Pardon? That like rebound, like you talk about yeah, coming back yes, to your point. That's just really, yeah. And the, a point that you made just before that I'd love to come back to around that. What happens if we weren't enough? Like, what happens if the the situations that we've experienced, like if it is our parents, or and you know, a lot of the time that's what we see because. Like they're the ones that we draw our identity from in the beginning. Like who are we? How do we fit? How do we gain love? How do we gain acceptance? And my question, I guess, to this that I'd like to pose, what happens if we weren't enough? What happens if the capacity for 
those people in our life that meant a lot to us, they didn't have the emotional capacity to nurture us in the way that we felt like we deserved or needed or should have, could have had. But it's for me it's like, okay, so are we now enough? Are we, like if that hurt, if we weren't enough then to avoid the disappointment, are we now enough for ourselves to not keep reliving it? And even, Andrea, I like to go a step before that. Ask yourself that question. What does that mean to me if I'm not enough? What if you're still an adult and the person you want to notice you, to love you, to treat you a certain way you want, what if they don't? What is that saying to you about you? Yeah. And everyone gets to answer that question for themselves. But what I've discovered talking to many people is usually it comes down to their, um, the question is, am I enough? Am I loved like that? And then that goes to what you're saying, because you got to answer that question for yourself. What if they don't? What if I never get the love and respect or whatever you're looking for, whatever I'm going to be kind of bold and say, whatever expectation you're expecting. Yeah. And Dee has just posed a, a lovely question here. So what if you were so trusting, so no nasty person meter, but you have let go of the past and yet you still get burnt? And it's it's a great point because it is what I wanted to come to as well through through this was that for me, Dee, when I sort of ponder that, so there's two things. I truly believe that we are magnets. So if we have our our radar set for the world is unsafe and I'm going to get burnt, then we're probably going to attract that in. And sometimes we don't realise that we are subconsciously doing that. We can be very conscious of I don't, like I'm, I'm trusting and I'm just, I'm a loving person, but I always seem to attract these people that then burn me. My, my feeling, and it's just my feeling, it's not the truth, is that if we have our radar set for high alert and being vigilant, okay, we are going to find the exact thing we're looking for. And so there's that element too. But also my thing, and Barb and I have spoken about this, is that when we can really honestly trust ourselves that we are enough, that we are capable to handle any situation. We don't have to worry about trusting the outside world because the outside world doesn't always show up with great experiences Mm -hmm. and the world isn't full of people that that care for us the way that we want. And, you know, there's there's some people that don't do nice things, there's some experiences that aren't nice. Life is the the polarity, and it's and it's for me, and I'll throw it to you in a minute, Bob, for your take. But for me, it still comes back to: Can I trust that I will be okay, regardless of the experiences I encounter? And making sure that subconsciously, we are not walking around with a radar that says, "I'm a giving, loving person, but I'm going to get burnt." And then 
that situation turns up? What's your thoughts, Bob? Well, to maybe go a little way with these. Yeah, yeah. I love your question, Dee. Thank you. And so if I was sitting with you and talking in person and I could get hear your answer, and maybe you could type it in here, I would say, what says you said, what if you are so trusting? What makes you trusting? Why do you think you need to be trusting? And that might sound like a funny question. Like, well, Barb, shouldn't everybody be questioned or be trusting? But think about why you're trusting. And I bring that up. What if you're trusting with an expectation, D? And I don't know if that's true. So you can, you don't have to listen to this if you don't want to. But sometimes we trust with expectations. Like, I'm a good person, so I expect you to be a good person. And then when you're not, I am, like, baffled. Instead of doing what, Andrea, what you're just talking about, like, do I trust myself? Because I, I, I'm all about being kind. I'm all about generosity, all that stuff. But it comes from a certain place of that is, I do those things because that is who I am, not expecting um, that someone else has to be that. Do I love people to be that? Yes. But Andrea, can you maybe speak? Are you? Yeah, no, I think, yeah you, and, and you're being very clear. I, I, I really honestly think that our listeners will understand that, that it is, it is the, the freedom to allow people to be who they are yeah. and without the expectation that if I trust and I'm a good person, then, I, then you shouldn't do anything to hurt me. There are people that will. There truly are people that will, and we have no control over that. And I think for me it's about really being able to tune in, Bob, because I do think that we get signals of before we get to the point, like before we get to that point sometimes of something happening where it is really uncomfortable. I think if we if we sat with it and does this feel good for me to be here? Does it feel good for me to be interacting? What is it that I want from this situation? I love um, yeah. What does D here say? Yeah, okay, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Next one, sorry. Wanting to be as open to all oh, to okay. be true. And yeah, and she gets, yeah. Yeah, I really, you know, our hearts are always to be very gentle and gracious to our listeners. And and sometimes, you know, some of these things were tough lessons for me and that like, why? I'm a nice person. Why isn't everybody else a nice person? And um, but I had to ask myself, why am I a nice person? What is my expectation that I expect everybody else to be a nice person. Why? What does that mean if they're not? And I'm really big with asking myself, why am I doing everything I do? And that might be a small step that you start out with. Why am I trusting here? Why am I, why am I doing what I'm doing? And that's that going deeper inside and listening and going, oh, I am expecting that they will respond like this. And then the big question then is like, what does it mean to me if they don't? And I love this, Bob, because I think that this is 
a really poignant point. Like I think this is can be this shows up in a lot of situations, like outside of the questions that Dee's asking here, because I've encountered, you know, even say a wife or a partner, like a woman that they will do things, they will love in a certain way. And when we get to the when we get to the bottom of it, it's really because that's what they want from their husbands. They want to be, they want to feel what they're giving from other people and that's why they give it. And when we get really honest with that, that's the expectation. I will love you. I will show up for you. I'm going to do all of these things for you because secretly deep down, that's what I want in return. And then you feel you feel all yucky when it doesn't happen sort of thing. Yeah, go, sorry. Yeah, and we get all excited about that because I love you like that, so you'll love me like that. And my question to the listeners is, did you know you can love yourself like that? Yes. Did you know you can be enough for yourself? And I know that sounds crazy, but it's so powerful, my friends. It is so powerful when you can be peaceful in you and you, and it's loving too. To, to expect others to love you in a certain way isn't really unconditional love. And that's a big statement right there. <laughs> but, you know, unconditional love is allowing others to be them. That doesn't mean we have to respect it. That doesn't mean we have to tolerate it. What, you know, their behavior might be way off. That doesn't mean there isn't consequences to it. They could lose access to me. Please don't hear me say I'm a doormat. I'm not, mm. but I love myself enough to, I love me no matter how you treat me and you don't get to treat me that way very often. That's, mm. that's a line. So whenever I engage, I know why I'm engaging. I know what, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I check myself. What is my expectation in this? Somebody let me down. Oh, it's their fault kind of takes us back to our beginning. It's their fault. And it's like, what if we don't blame? What if we just stand in our own power? Nobody has to be, what if, what if we just like come back to unity within ourselves? And even more like, and, and we don't have to blame ourselves. Like that no, shows up a bit no. too. Like, oh my gosh, I trusted them and they they ripped me off or they they let me down or why is I so stupid? you know, that that can show up a bit too, that we go into this self, you know, like beating ourselves up because, well, why did I trust or why did I love? It's like actually life is full of experiences and we're okay to taste test all these different experiences without it meaning anything about who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think when we can do that, when we can step lightly through life and, and what you would talking about Barb in terms of when we really truly deeply know who we are and we are at peace with who we are and that doesn't mean that we don't come in and out of that no it's not a fixed state but when we become rock solid with that for me I feel like it it kind of diffuses the frustration and the anger and the resentment and stuff because 
And, and that's what gets in the way of us actually feeling joy and excitement and love. And it's about being able to shift those emotions and like experience them, but shift through them because then we come back to, okay, so what's my part in this? How much am I willing to let somebody else's actions or life's experiences mean something about who I am? Yes. And not to come back to us to blame us, to be tough on ourselves, to shame us, all that, to come back to ourselves to like, oh, maybe there's a different way. Maybe I can love her and let her be heard in a way that I haven't done before. That's our message today, I think, about trust. (laughs) And that's it. Let her be heard. What is she saying? What is she feeling with these external experiences? And, and, And how can you let her know? that you hear her and you see her and you're you're okay with her. So that's such a beautiful roundup. I do just want to um, explain quickly that thank you to our listeners that are tuning in anywhere. Um, there probably may have been a little bit of background noise for me. I'm up, we're in a valley at the moment. I'm away with my husband and he's gone for a run and it is just the most amazing, tranquil place and my heart is so full. And I just want to thank you, Bob, for being a part of a part of my life, to our listeners for being a part of our life, and to be able to share this journey with each and every one of you with Let Her Be Heard. So have a beautiful Thursday afternoon, Friday, wherever you are, wherever you're tuning in from. Have a fabulous, fabulous day and night. Thanks. Love you guys.